All right, guys, you guys have probably been wondering where I've been. Well, I've been working on the YouTube channel, so if you haven't followed us, please give us a follow at youtube.com forward slash your daily hash. YouTube.com forward slash your daily hash. What's up, guys? Crypto Norm here, and I'm probably going to just do a quick filling in on things that I've been up to besides the YouTube channel. Yeah, man. Um, So I've just been more or less just doing research on the crypto market since our last video i guess i mean not last video but i guess since our last podcast where was the markets well honestly we were at all-time highs with bitcoin even breaking twenty thousand for a brief period of time and uh what what happened after that let's say uh, i want to say around december 17th we started to see the markets do a complete 180. um markets were going up we saw bitcoin breaking twenty thousand on some exchanges hitting an all-time high of around nineteen thousand. I want to say 800 on even Coinbase at one point. It was crazy euphoria everywhere. Everybody and their mother talking about crypto. Everyone and their mother talking about Bitcoin. And then what happened? The markets tumbled. We saw prices going down. And then we saw despair spreading out through the markets. So, bam, what happened? The question, well, that's what happened. And the question is why? A lot of people speculating different things from Chinese New Year to tax season to people just generally taking profits. But the big thing is there is no reason why. People can't answer why this crash happened, honestly. There's no there's no one thing you can point this on and that's the crazy thing about it. You can do all these, uh, you know, technical, so you can do all your technical analysis, you know, you can do all your sentiment tests, you can do all this stuff, but no one thing can be responsible for the situation that we're in today. And honestly, that's just, you know, that's just something that we've gotta, we've gotta face the facts about. There isn't, just one big thing that's causing like a that's causing this massive correction it could be a series of things you know from chinese new year to from okay people are taking money out to pay taxes to uh exchanges being hacked to uh you know right to regulation there literally are hundreds of factors that are being put out in the news every single well hundreds of articles that are that have been put out since um the end of december till april now and honestly, what what is it? Who can who can who can who can point at the one thing? Who can point at the one article and say, okay, this is the reason why? You you can't do that. They're just numerous reasons. So for whatever reason, we just have to assume that okay, the market took a dive. Where do we go from here? Um. So I mean, a couple of people, including me, have been saying, hey, we this pullback was expected. I mean, we grew way too fast too soon. The tech was clearly overhyped. Some of us are arguing that. I mean, we didn't have Lightning Network come out. We didn't have some of the improvements come out. Um, and for for the most part, it seemed like a lot of people were entering this space and were very, very new. And there was a lot of FOMO. There was a lot of fear and missing out as these prices were going up. Normally, people will say, oh, I'll buy Bitcoin later, you know, when the price is low. But back then, the price just kept going up, literally. We had slight pullbacks here and there, but for the most part, the price just kept going up. More and more people got caught up into it, and then what happened? We had an overabundance of new hands in the game, new players in the game scaring everybody. Well, not scaring everybody, excuse me, but new players in the game. When you have new players in the game, everybody doesn't understand how the markets work. They don't understand, okay, they don't understand that what goes up must come down. They don't understand things like, okay, charting, technical analysis, where the markets are moving, how far are we from the average, how far are we from the 200 moving day average, technical terms like that. But they don't understand technical terms too, like uh, 
you know, when is Lightning Network being released? Why transaction fees are too high? There are numerous tech features and tech. There are numerous tech features and technical analysis uh, things that people don't understand. And when you have all these factors that are just compounded on a new person who doesn't understand everything, they just think, okay, this thing is supposed to go up um, forever. And that's not how the, that's not how crypto works. That's not how that's not how markets work. Name one market where something where something can just 2x in like, you know, two to three days, a traditional market uh, after the dot-com bubble or even before the dot-com bubble, not including the dot-com bubble because that's an anomaly just like cryptocurrency. But name something before dot-com and after dot-com where you were alive, where you saw gains that you're seeing in crypto and such volatility that you're seeing in crypto. Oh, wait. All right, great. Now that we got that aside, it's important to say that, hey, what goes up must come down. If you can't survive the bear markets, markets where you're probably not going to make a return, you don't deserve to, you don't deserve the money that's to be made in those bull markets when prices keep going up. Markets typically move in cycles, especially with crypto. You have periods where everything will be great. You'll have euphoria spread out through the market. You'll have prices constantly going, well, not prices, market cap going up, excuse me. You'll have market cap constantly going up of not just Bitcoin, but the altcoins in general. And everything will just seem great. Then you have those bear markets where everything is a complete 180. Coins are dying. Uh, tokens are dying, crypto assets in general are dying, Bitcoin is going down in terms of market cap and price, and altcoins are going down in market cap and price. You have negative news being spread out by, by news media outlets. You have regulation typically coming in. You have bad news every day. Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is dead. Um, the funny thing about people saying Bitcoin is dead is that Bitcoin has been pronounced dead over a hundred, over 150 times. I promise you since its inception, matter of fact, you can go to bitcoinobituaries.com and you can see for yourself how many times Bitcoin has been declared dead by mainstream media and every single time they have been proven wrong. People need to understand that one of the biggest manipulators or maybe not manipulators, one of the biggest um, spreaders of false information or negative information is the mainstream media. Mind you, during this, you know, euphoria bubble, because that's what it was. I'm going to call it a bubble at that time. During this bubble, what we saw was mainstream media outlets put pumping coins literally through their news. I'm not going to say they were pumping coins, excuse me. They were causing coins to pump through the news articles that they were putting out, the news videos that they were putting out. I literally saw videos on MSNBC and other outlets on how to buy XRP tokens from Ripple. At one point, Ripple was at $3, people. That should not happen. A lot of these ridiculous prices and market caps that we saw for cryptocurrency should not happen given the current level of the tech, in my opinion. Going back, what do we see? We saw the market at $800 billion with Bitcoin at around 19,000, even over 20,000 on some exchanges with high transaction fees, low and yeah, high transaction fees, excuse me, and very, very, very long, um, long times to long times in terms of sending transactions to people. The tech hadn't even improved at the time. We're still solving issues such as scalability and we're still solving issues such as high transaction fees. Why is Bitcoin that much? See, what happens is 
what, what, what happens is typically you have these frenzy phases. During these frenzy phases, everybody's happy, everyone's excited because the price goes up and people don't realize that the price doesn't justify the tech at the current time, in my opinion. Real, while there is innovation happening typically, I would say that if you were if you wanted to measure the euphoria with the current level of the tech, euphoria is way too high and tech is way too low. So because of that, you have over you have overvalued cryptocurrencies and then people tokens crash. I mean prices crash and then people come back to reality. Sometimes we get a little bit too low, and then that's when you see massive buy-ups and we return back to the mean. But for the most part, you see um you, you see people come back to reality during these crashes and while current utility value of the tokens increases during these crashes where okay um the new hands are pretty much outside of the market you you the market crashes to a point where like you have the um absolute hodlers the people who are going to hold on regardless support the um i want to say support the market what happens is you start seeing um, innovations happening. Once these innovations start happening while the price is low, something kicks off that next frenzy phase. And this is like a literally, a literal continuous loop. Something kicks off the next frenzy phase and then we see everything happen all over again. Bam. Now that we got that out the side, let's talk about the news today. A uh, couple of things we can talk about, but the first thing that we can talk about today is ASICs coming to Ethereum, ASICs being built for Ethereum. Bitmain, one of the largest producers of application-specific integrated circuit mining rigs, aka ASICs, announced that they are creating a ASIC mining, mining rig, computer, whatever, for Ethereum, for ETHash, the ETHash mining algorithm, aka the mining algorithm of Ethereum. And this is a big thing because a lot of people do not like ASICs because they lead to centralization. Typically, what you have with ASICs are you have you have um, an increase in difficulty when ASICs are introduced into a particular uh, community of cryptocurrencies or ecosystem of cryptocurrencies. This is because this is because they're so good at mining a particular algorithm that the difficulty shoots through the roof. What this does is because the difficulty shoots through the roof, it puts all the little miners, people who are mining with CPUs and GPUs out of business because they cannot afford to mine profitably given the fact that the difficulty is so high. Their machinery is not advanced enough. It's not optimized enough. It's not efficient enough to mine this particular algorithm at the hash rate that the ASICs are mining it. So it leads to an increase in centralization because less people are mining. Mining becomes centralized in the hands of a few who can afford the ASICs and who can afford a large amount of these ASICs. Whereas with GPUs, more people can, more people have access to GPUs and there are more GPU manufacturers than they are ASIC manufacturers. Glad we got that aside. Uh, give me a second here. Yeah, glad, glad we got that aside today. So bam, there you have it for Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies that use the ETHash mining algorithm. That's why it's a bad thing for them. So how has the community responded to this? The community is considering hard forking or several notable figures in the community are thinking about trying to organize a hard fork in order to make Ethereum ASIC resistant in order to make sure that Ethereum 
is as decentralized in terms of mining as possible because when we take a look at Bitcoin, some people would argue that mining is very centralized because everybody can't afford an ASIC and everybody and, and ASICs are hard to come by. They're typically sold out. And if you can get them on a secondary market, they're sold at 1.5 times the price or even two times the price. So that, that, that's that's the issue with Bitcoin going to Ethereum. People are considering hard forking or doing a, a upgrade in the way the consensus algorithm is for uh, Ethereum as a cryptocurrency. Not, yeah, consensus algorithm, mining algorithm, ET hash, doing a change in the ET hash mining algorithm could make it more ASIC resistant. But as you guys know, hard forks are very difficult to organize because you need a large percentage of people running full nodes to um, more or less perform the upgrade. If people don't perform the upgrade, it could lead to a chain split or, you know, the hard fork just won't happen. So, bam, there is the issue with that. Moving uh, forward, we're going to talk about Alibaba in the next... Actually, we can talk about Alibaba now. So, there's a ICO called Alibaba Coin, but as you guys know, there is a company called Alibaba. Why is that a problem? That is a problem because Alibaba and Alibaba Coin are not ran by the same company. So, what we're seeing is, we're seeing Alibaba sue... Alibaba, the creators of Alibaba coin for misappropriating the Alibaba brand. And um, in this particular case, the ICO for Alibaba coin raised around $3.5 million USD. And its creators are being taken to court by Alibaba for misappropriating a brand. And there is a restraining order put on them, I believe. So, uh, uh, amongst the sea of regulation, well, we'll get to regulation in the next video. This is kind of getting long. Give me a second. We got a lot of crap to talk about. I'm motivated. We're gonna, um, we're gonna knock all this news out. Be sure to uh, follow us on any other outlets if you haven't. Follow us on YouTube at Your Daily Hash. Look us up on Facebook at Your Daily Hash and Twitter at Daily Your at Daily Hash News. Sorry about that. So, uh, in reference to Alibaba Coin. In the grand scheme of things, regulators and companies are having their eyes on cryptocurrency in a negative way, generally speaking, as of right now, based off of the current sentiment and the news articles that I have been reading on Coindesk. I'll give you a couple examples. The SEC notably has its eye, has its magnifying glass on top of cryptocurrencies, in particular ICOs. They're targeting people, they're targeting people in the cryptocurrency space who have ICO'd and they're charging them with fraud, most notably Centra. In case you guys don't know, Centra is a project that aims to release cryptocurrency debit cards. They are they already have released cryptocurrency debit cards for their project. Basically, with these crypto debit cards, I believe they're all coin and Bitcoin debit cards. You can manage it through their app. Correct me if I'm wrong. And this allows you to spend your cryptocurrency with their debit card in the real world. Very interesting. They raised around $32 million in an ICO. And the SEC is targeting the two founders with fraud. So, bam, there's one regulator with their eye on cryptocurrency. Now, let's talk about the companies. Google, MailChimp, Facebook, Twitter, your mom, my mom, everyone's mom, they have all, not the parents, not the mom, sorry about that, but they have banned those companies that I just spoke about. They have banned, I'll say it one more time, banned, I'll say it one more time for the people who can't hear me, banned 
cryptocurrency ads or uh, mediums of exchange for cryptocurrencies in the case of MailChimp with you allowing people to sign up on a mailing list concerning cryptocurrencies and ICOs. So this is bad, but it's good as well. And let's talk about the bad too, because we love negativity here. I mean, negativity is a good thing to talk about, right? Nah, I'm being sarcastic. But um, yeah, negative, negative stuff. It's bad. It's bad for ICOs who plan to, you know, raise money and are legitimately doing good projects. But it's good for getting rid of those scam ICOs and scam ads. Why do I say this? Let's be honest. We're seeing ads spread, um, not not viruses, but ads spread malware which is basically mining cryptocurrency through people's browser, that form of malware, that's become very, very popular in 2017 and 2018. Malware being spread through people's browsers, allowing these malicious uh, miners to mine, say Monero through someone's browser and then send it to the owner. As you guys know, Monero is very anonymous. Obviously they're mining an anonymous coin because they want to. Tr they don't want to be tracked because if they're being tracked, um, Someone's going to get their ass whooped. Excuse my French. But yeah. So, bam. There you go. That's one reason. Well, that's a good reason why uh, crypto crypto uh, ads are being banned. Uh, I mean, second reason, too, is a lot of people argue that, okay, the good projects don't really need marketing like that because they're, you know, they're good. They're going to contribute to the space. If they're good and they're necessary, people are going to figure it out. I mean, Bitcoin didn't need any ads, right? But uh, bam, there you go. Ethereum didn't really need any advertising. It kind of was grassroots, spread through the community. Even though te technically the ICO, technically they they fundraised. I don't know if you want to call that ICO or not, but I believe technically they raised money for that. But um, I mean, oops, sorry about that. I hit the microphone. But I mean, uh, yeah, there, there you go. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, am I am I missing something? I mean, we talked about regulators. We talked about Google, Google. The other companies and people's moms, you know, basically banning stuff. But I mean, you guys can kind of see like the wave of a uh, fud, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that's being spread around by all this negative news. A lot of new people are just selling out or getting out completely because they can't take the heat. People, this is a game of patience. I mean, see, see, the the, the, the funny thing about this is like, yo, a lot of people were saying, oh, if only I held Bitcoin since two thousand nine since 2012 but the funny thing about that is dude you guys would have sold during the crash and i'm not trying to sound like a dick but just looking at the, the statuses i'm seeing the news that i'm seeing oh people getting out the market most of you guys would have sold just just, just based off what i'm seeing and, and if this if this doesn't apply don't let it fly the people who don't um who know this isn't about them they know i'm not talking to them but the people who have sold you guys know i'm talking to you come and get me